Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Twisted Thinking, the podcast that helps you keep your thoughts flexible. My name is Kristen, and today we are talking about happiness, specifically the saying, do what makes you happy, and what that actually means. Now, the do what makes you happy uh, piece of life advice, we give it out all the time, and it's meant to, of course, encourage a person to pursue their dreams and to kind of find what gives them joy and spend their life doing that. Uh, And we tell them this as if happiness is our ultimate goal in life. And that also, once we find that happiness, it's never going to fade or change. It's like this magic band-aid that's going to fix all of their problems if they just pursue happiness. I want to know why do we do that when we all know that happiness is not a magic band-aid and it is not everlasting, most importantly. Why do we keep encouraging people to pursue a lie? And don't get me wrong here, I am not saying that seeking out relationships and activities that bring you happiness is a bad thing, but I do think that too many people get hung up on the idea of something bringing them perpetual happiness, whether it's a person, a job, a religion, and they forget that happiness, just like every other emotion, is in fact temporary. It doesn't last forever. It it simply can't. Unfortunately, it seems that when we tell people to do what makes them happy. They, they seem to hear that as, do what you like to do, and if something doesn't give you that temporary feeling of euphoria, then don't waste your time. I think the original meaning was probably something very different, and this saying is the really bad telephone version of what the first person actually meant. And maybe some of you are saying just that. Maybe you're saying, oh, well, doing what makes you happy is just a short, shorter way of saying, find what you were meant to do and whatever you were meant to do will bring you joy. And to those who are saying that, I would mostly agree. I got my first job at 15. I started working as a kennel tech for a boarding and grooming facility. I started off in the back, taking care of uh, that part of the business. And that was where all the pets were housed uh, while their people were on vacation and whatnot. And by the time I was 19, I had worked my way up from the back uh, to the front shop uh, where all the grooming was going on. So I was doing all of the bathing and I did some of the rough grooming and I loved it. I loved the hard work and I loved the animals and I just, all of it, all of it was fantastic. I loved it so much that my dream became to one day own a similar shop and to use the profit from that shop to breed work and show bloodhounds because bloodhounds are awesome. (laughs) And when I was 19, that dream came very, very close to coming true. I had moved to Phoenix, Arizona, which was about as different from my hometown of Panama City, Florida, as you can get. I couldn't find work right away in the dog world. And so I went to work at a retirement facility as a dietary aide, which is a really super fancy way of saying that I was a waitress. During that time, I uh, suffered a workplace injury that resulted in what I have since come to find out was a fairly substantial back injury. And during doing that work, was it, I was miserable. And after I was hurt, it was even worse. And to make a very long and frustrating short, uh, story short, after I was released back to full duty, I immediately started looking for another job. And I was fortunate enough to find another grooming parlor uh, that was hiring, and I was I was thrilled. 
I just knew that going back to work at a place where I felt valued and where I knew what I was doing uh, would bring me back to that happy place that I had had before my injury because I was back where I belonged. You know, I loved the animals. My bosses were phenomenal. And I loved most of my regular customers too. And the money was, I mean, the money was good for back then. That was in 1999. And I, I really didn't have anything to complain about. My only real problem was that I was in a lot of pain uh, because my back hadn't fully or even properly healed. And that pain kind of compounded over time. And it eventually, it got to the point where I wasn't thinking about how happy I was to be back in my job. I wasn't thinking about how much I loved all of these things. Instead, I really started being reminded of the things that I hated about it. Add to that the fact that I was homesick because this was the first time I had ever really been away from my hometown and I missed it. You know, I missed my friends, my family, the familiar setting, moisture in the air. For those of you who have been to Arizona, you know what I'm talking about. I started to think that going home was going to make me happy, would be what made me happy and that things would be just, you know, all better. And so I told my bosses that I was ready to leave. I was going home. And of course, they wanted me to stay, and they actually offered me the first step to fulfilling my dream. While I had been working there during the previous few months, they had, in the background, been looking for another shop or a new shop in a new town, and they had found one, and they were poised to open it up and move over to that other town, and they wanted me to take over the current shop. And they were prepared to make me a partial owner, if I were to agree. I considered it for about a minute and a half. But this little voice in the back of my head, it just kept on repeating all of these things that I didn't like. And it was like it was on loop. It was saying, this does not make you happy. You are not happy. You need to find and do what makes you happy. This isn't, this isn't it. And unfortunately for my bosses and my girlfriend at the time, what made me happy was the thought of going home. And so I did. I walked away from the chance to fulfill a dream because in a moment that felt like it was going to last forever, I was unhappy. I was under the impression that happiness had to be pursued. You know, I didn't realize that what I was actually looking for wasn't that same feeling all the time. It was an overall, it was an average of the highs and the lows. I thought that happiness, I thought it was something that was static and steady. And once I found that static and steady happiness, that it would last forever and that it would be effortless. Can any of you guess how I felt when I went home? <laughs> That's right. After the initial yay feelings of being home and not having constant nosebleeds faded, uh, I was miserable all over again. And so I went chasing happiness again. And again, and again, and again, all in different forms, all of them failed me. Don't get me wrong, I do not regret this decision anymore. For me, following this advice worked out fine, uh, and I would not go back and change anything now at all. However, it is also very fair to acknowledge that if I had had a better understanding of what that meant, I might have said yes to staying, and in so doing, had a very, very different kind of success in life. The fact that we're led to believe that happiness is a steady state instead of an average of all of our states 
is where my problem with this advice comes in. That's the main thing. But there is another reason that I've changed my tune about this mentality. And that is that there is more and more evidence suggesting that the pursuit of happiness is one of the main reasons that people are unhappy and dissatisfied with their lives. (laughs) I will link some cool podcasts and a few other things if I can find them uh, in the show notes if you're interested in reading or listening about that idea, you know, expanded. But to sum it up, most of the research that I've seen or heard comes to a similar conclusion, and that is that happiness, as defined by society, is overrated. Not in the way that like beauty or bacon is overrated, uh, but overrated in the sense that we're made to believe that all happiness all the time is what we should be seeking. That everything we should do, that we do should bring us this boosted feeling of goodness, and that if it doesn't, then we just need to drop that thing and move on uh, and find something that does. Now, it is worth mentioning that in the last few years, there's been some shifting away from this mentality of, you know, happiness being the ultimate goal, but it's still not mainstream enough that I think everyone understands. If your life didn't have peaks and valleys, it would be like listening to a version of of, uh, Beethoven's Fifth, where all of the instruments sounded exactly the same and played the exact same note without pause throughout the entire, however long it is, like eight minutes or something. I I think it's longer than that, actually. Don't listen to me. I don't know classical music. Anyway, it would be boring, uninspiring, and just plain madness-inducing. So at this point, I am positive that you are asking, okay, doing what makes me happy is out. Then what is the point? You know, am I supposed to just stay in my soul-sucking, unhappy job or life situation and hope that something better comes along? What is the end goal? How do I how do I get satisfaction out of life? And my answer is the same as almost all the time. My answer is that I don't know. But what I do know is what is working for me and what has worked for me. And that is that instead of doing only what makes me happy, I pursue things that add value to my life. And when I say add value, I do not mean monetary value by any means. I mean value as defined by myself, by my own set of morals and my own set of goals. And for me, finding value is usually centered in helping people because that is what my true passion is. It's just helping and communicating with people. A perfect example of that is creating the show. The work is hard. Ask anyone who is a podcaster who takes it seriously and who wants to create something of value. This is not something you just sit down in front of a mic and spew a whole bunch of stuff and then upload it. This is work. And there are a lot of portions of it that I don't enjoy. Social media, I'm looking at you. But the end result gives me that feeling of fulfillment uh, that I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing right now with my life. And that sense of fulfillment is the overall average of you know, the highs and the lows of this experience. Another example is making things easier for my wife around the house. I hate to do chores. I was not made to be a house person, (laughs) but I know the chores that I do uh, will make Anya's day a little bit easier. And knowing that it helps her brings more value to my life and is a more meaningful thing to do than say, uh, playing video games and eating pizza, which by the way is my utopia at this point. (laughs) 
And maybe for you, that's going to look different. Maybe you feel like you're adding value to the world or to your life by putting out works of literature or creating music or working in a daycare or school or law enforcement or being a sanitation expert or serving in the military, being a plumber. I don't care. Whatever it is that brings you long-term fulfillment, this is what you should be concentrating on. This is what I'm going to say to do. You should be pouring your energy into that because that is how you're going to find meaning and satisfaction that lasts rather than just, you know, a temporary dose of happiness. I encourage you, do the things that bring meaning to your life. Do those things, even if you don't like all of the other stuff that goes along with it. Do what brings you that sense of fulfillment at the end of the day. And then encourage your children and your friends and your family to do the same because these are the feelings that help us deal with with life when it gets bad. What do you think? Do you think the pursuit of happiness is something we should continue to encourage? Do you do what makes you happy? Do you constantly look for these things that make you happy? Uh, I would, I would be very interested in knowing, let me know. Uh, That's all for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, head over to podchaser.com forward slash twisted thinking and leave a review If something I said caught your attention and you want to continue the conversation. I invite you to join my discord server. It is free and easy to use. Just click on the link in the show notes. A big thank you to my patrons without them. None of this would be possible. Thank you so much for listening until next time. Be blessed and stay twisted. Twisted.